Listeners, I know we all love to clink clink, but maybe you're looking to clink clink and cut back. You know what I mean? Are you looking to cut back on alcohol this year? Well, recess is a great tool to assist you because recess mocktails are 0% alcohol made with real fruit, only 25 calories or less, sweetened with agave, infused with functional ingredients, and they taste just like your favorite cocktails, just without the alcohol. I love the Recess Paloma because I love the ritual of pouring myself a lovely drink to unwind. I love doing that every night. I think it's essential. Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails is my go-to to go chill. So get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash clink. And you too can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Clink, clink. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Well, let me tell you, mylifeinabook.com is a very unique service. I did it for my mom and my grandmother, and it has been amazing. It basically turns your mom's life stories or your grandmother's or anybody that you think is special in your life into a book. So here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send a question via email to the special person, whoever you choose. You can ask custom questions too, but I just kind of let my life in a book choose what questions to ask. And then your special person like your mom can type their response or they can record their voice. And my life in a book compiles it all in a beautiful keepsake for you. And guess what? They can even create audiobooks. I mean, this is such a unique gift that will last a lifetime for you, your mom, your children, your children's children. It is the best gift you can give. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use our code CLINK at checkout for 10% off. This is an unforgettable gift for you and your mom. Get it today. Use our code CLINK, mylifeinabook.com. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, White Wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like White Wine, True Crime, and In Bed by Nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are Housewives of True Crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Where you get a little bit of us and a lot about a crime. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So Gretchen, I'm still in Utah. I know. How's it going? Actually, I'm going to be in Vegas tonight, but it's going great. I taught my kids how to tie cherry stems with their tongues. Oh, you're such a good parent. I'm trying. You know, I, I, Sean's like, you have all these really weird talents that uh, don't make money for shit. <laughs> oh, no, I think they're real charming. If you're like a stripper or something, are you going to teach them how to listen? Dance I didn't around a know. Pole? Uh, hello, I saw your kids on the boat and there was a pole in between. Oh, I know. Right. I mean, okay, and what you didn't so... see was me posting them spanking their butts. They always want to do that. <laughs> no. I don't know where they get that. You did post the poll though, so I thought I they were real close to it. I know. No, I actually didn't know that was some sort of sexual thing until our users or users, sorry, until our listeners commented that that was real naughty. And then I was like, oh, hmm. Interesting. Well, what other fun filled parenting lesson are you going to give them in Vegas? Oh, well, you know, I, I have no shade in telling my kids how to, or showing my kids how to gamble. So that's true. You know, it's, it's real hard to gamble with children in Vegas, but if you do it real quick, they can be walking on the sideline and you can like slap on some money while they're walking. You know, they have to be walking. (laughs) 
god, I can't even. I can't even. I don't want anything to kill my Vegas vibe. No kids there for me. It's one night. It's just because it's on the way home. You could collect all those naked lady cards that are always like on oh. the sidewalk. And then you could just have them play Go Fish or something. For sure. I'll take two I mean... crystals for one candy. <laughs> Whatever. Right? That'd be fun. Yeah. I can come Boys up with games be... for you. Give me okay. Kyla's phone number. I'll text her. Oh, my God. Tell your mom to do that. Jesus. No. Hmm. No, we're not taking them. We're taking them to a restaurant, outdoor, and that's it. All right. That's all, folks. That's all I got for you. Okay. Well, I can't wait for you to come back and welcome you home. It's hell hot. I hear. Double hockey sticks effing hot. Yeah, I hear it's so hot. It's causing fires. It's causing fires. Little fires everywhere, as you would say. That's what I hear. (laughs) In my life, because ain't got no patience when it's hot. Yeah, and you don't have any air conditioning. No, I do not have any air conditioning. I have what you call fans. You know, I was telling my kids when I was when I was little, we did take a road trip, and in my grandma's car. And there were there was no air conditioning or the air conditioning went out and it was hot AF. I'm like, kids, could you imagine being this hot on a road trip without air conditioning? All we had to do was roll down our windows. Oh, yeah. I mean, our kids are so spoiled. It's no crazy. Idea. No oh, idea. No idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. Today, it's it's really hot here, too. It's like almost 100. And we have to wear pants because we're going horseback riding. Oh, okay. Well, at least you have air conditioning inside. We do, thankfully. Yeah. I wanted to tell you, our friends have a podcast. Real quick, you guys. Um, I want to tell you about my friend's podcast. It's called One Star Recruits. And they have somebody, Gretchen, that I think you are going to know on their podcast. Okay. Who her, is it? Her name is Taylor Biscotti. Oh, yeah. From the NFL. Yes. Oh my God. She's so cute. You guys. So this, I would say it's like more like sports stuff. So your husbands will probably like it, but this girl, she's real hot and a girl that likes sports like you, Gretchen, like the There's NFL. There's a lot of us tap. I like sports too. I just am not the hugest football person, but I would love to go to a game. Oh, that's 90% of why I like it. I'm just there for the day drinking. Which we can't even go and to a game celebration. anymore. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But anyways, you guys, it's One Star Recruits. It's Rip, DK, and Stunga or Stanga. I can't remember how he says his name. So anyways, check them out if you guys want or tell your husbands better yet. Okay, They'll like what that. What was the name like of that podcast. again? One, like the number one mm-hmm. star recruits. One Star Recruits. Okay. All right. Got it. Hey, I got a little crime update for y'all. Oh, what? Okay. Back in episode 49, we talked about missing girls, Kara Kopetsky and Jessica Runyans. Yes. And that douchebag, Kyler Yust. You know, that motherfucker, oh. all these years, he is still getting his trial delayed over and over. He was supposed to be tried so many times. And it's not even because of COVID. He is now accusing the jail staff of listening to his conversations with his attorney. Oh, come on. Yes. And before this, he had his trial delayed because he said that the police had sex with a witness. And before that, he had his trial delayed because he wanted more in-depth DNA testing to confirm the bodies. Oh, he is such a douche. He did it. Guilty. (laughs) Not really guilty yet, but guilty in your mind. 100%. I just feel so bad for those parents that have to continue to wait. It's awful. So funny thing, we went to the Olympic Center here and the guy that was checking us in, his name was Kyler. I'll bet he didn't spell it all stupid like this Kyler, though. This Kyler spells a K-Y-L-R. Do you remember that? No E. Oh, 
No, he didn't spell it like that. He spelt it the normal Kyler way. That's probably why he turned out to be a murderer. He grew up with such a complex <laughs> about his name being spelled so dumb. True. Right? Let's hope my daughter doesn't because everybody calls her Kayla. Her no. name is Kyla. I don't know why so you would even say that. K-Y-L-A. It's pretty clear it's Kyla. I know. I guess it's just people don't know how to read. Yeah. All right. So I'm excited about what you're going to tell me today because on our Patreon episode, she gave us a little uh, tip that it was about some hoot hoot hooters. Okay. Let me tell you. All right. Okay. Today I'm going to introduce you to a couple of couples whose paths crossed in the vacation destination of Ocean City, Maryland. Have you heard of it? I have not, but sounds fancy. Well, Ocean City is a happening little like boardwalk town Mm -hmm. uh, with bars that attract lots of tourists every year. That's how I would imagine it. Looks cute. Okay. Erica and Ben, or BJ, as everybody called them. I'm going to call him BJ because I like it. means blowjob. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I know. It's like the worst nickname, but there are a lot of BJs out there. I know. I knew a BJ too. And I always in high school, and I was always like, why would you go by that? Yeah. But okay. Right. Okay. Well, Erica and BJ were visiting Ocean City from Altoona, Pennsylvania. To catch a break. Goes right with the BJs. Right? <laughs> <laughs> to catch a break from running their business called Memory Lane. Cute. Memory Lane is a scrapbook shop. I've never really been a scrapbooker. I mean, thank God there's like Facebook and it's like we have like digital memory, right? Mm-hmm. I just Some get- people get real into it. Oh, yeah. Extra. Okay. I mean, it's like surprisingly an expensive hobby. Yeah. My mom used to do that creative something and it is real expensive. Yeah. It's expensive. Erica was like big into mementos. She kept scrapbooks her whole life. So it's not really that surprising that she made her hobby into a business. The fact that BJ, on the other hand, was now into the scrapbooking store business was pretty surprising because it's not the kind of thing you would imagine a Navy SEAL giving up his career for, but that's what he did. Okay. Okay, right? BJ Mm -hmm. and Erica met at a bar in 1999 and were married three weeks later. It's like your parents. My parents only after a week. Yeah. Hot damn. Hot damn, right? Okay. The whole Navy SEAL thing was super hot to Erica in the beginning, right? But she's a stage five clinger, as I like to call these types. (laughs) (laughs) So BJ's deployments got real old. He didn't get deployed for months to the Middle East or anything like that. He would just be gone for a couple weeks at a time for training purposes. But Erica was not a fan. And when he was at a cold weather training in Alaska, she showed up. What? Yeah. Yeah. She just showed up and was chilling at his dorm. Yeah. All right. Not cool. Okay. Now, this is against the rules. And so BJ was put on probation. But that didn't stop her from doing the same thing and showing up at his training in South Carolina. After that, BJ got the boot. And that's when they opened Memory Lane with the help of her parents. Erica is an only child. And from what I gather, her parents seem to coddle her and are extra supportive of whatever she's into. And let me tell you, she's not just into scrapbooking. She also has a major affection for Hooters memorabilia. Oh, this is did she work there? Hooters hootie hoo come in. Yeah. (laughs) Did she she work there? No. No. Never worked there. She just cannot get enough of those orange and brown owls. She rocks Hooter gear all 
the time and she also sells it on eBay. She wears it. She wears it and sells wow. it like every day. Okay. Now, this was back in 2002. Was Hooter? I don't remember Hooters ever being like that cool. Well, maybe it was in Maryland. I don't know. And Pennsylvania, I guess. I mean, oh, in I Pennsylvania? would have to imagine I, that the market in 2002 for Hooters teas was better because I did a little research. Uh-huh. Could you find them then? Well, currently on eBay, Hooters t-shirts are only going for about 10 bucks. There's zero profit margin there. Yeah, there is not <laughs> any. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a friend that worked at Hooters, but... I don't know. I, I think it was for sure more of a thing than it is today. Okay. So maybe it was harder to get your hands on a t-shirt. I guess. Yeah. 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 One day I took my little goddaughters to Hooters in Long Beach because it's right there by the aquarium. I wanted to sit outside to have some ice cream. <laughs> took all the kids <laughs> that, there. Is that the place to go with kids? Well, I don't know. I mean, I it just it was, was before convenient. you had kids. I was, you know, it was a thing. Anyways, I took them there and then I had to tell my cousin, like, took your kids to Hooters. Hope that's OK. And she was cool. She was like, as long as you didn't get them a job. <laughs> she was like, It's fine. But um, I think it's fine. I mean, it's fine. Yeah, sure. Take your kids to Hooters. Whatever. Who do you? OK. OK. Sure. So now. BJ. Back to that guy. He's left without a Navy career and a super clingy wife selling glue dots and glitter. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's enough to make him go a little cray cray. I can only imagine. Right. It's quite the change. So he went and got himself a huge swastika tattoo on his chest. Oh. Like the whole chest. Wow. Super gross. Okay. And he also got really into exotic animals, including pet snakes, like big ones, Tab, real big ones. My dad had a big, massive snake when I was a kid. I'm like, sorry. I don't want to offend anybody, but I don't get those as snake people. He had a 20 foot python, okay, or boa constrictor. It was, it took many men to lift the snake. It was gnarly. Uh, no, Gnarly. why would you own that? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it either. I would, I would never be able Sorry, to. Sorry, dad, but. No, I don't get it. Okay, listen, I think it's super gross. And what's even grosser is guess what he named the snakes? You'll never guess. Hitler and HIV. What? Yeah. This guy is off his rocker. Off his rocker. Okay. So according to Erica, when her and BJ needed a break, from the business and decided to rent a condo in Ocean City for a month, her parents said, go ahead and go, sweetie pie. You take that gem of a new son-in-law. You guys oh. get some relaxy. Okay. Okay. So Erica and BJ decided to take the bus from their rented condo down to the bars because they didn't want to worry about drinking and driving. But they didn't realize that you needed to have exact change. And that's how they met Jeannie and Josh. Josh offered to cover their bus fare. And to thank him, Erica and BJ decided to buy them some drinks. So a little about Jeannie and Josh. They were in town for the weekend. Jeannie sold insurance. Josh was a mortgage baker. Jeannie was 52 and Josh was 37. Go Jeannie. She's a hot 52. Okay. Dude, really? Yeah. Yeah. Friends say age was just a number and these two were just as happy as could be. Two peas in a pod living together. I can only imagine okay. why. Right? It doesn't come without some practice. What? If you know what I mean. Why they're happy as clams at like, she's 52, 52. he's 37. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, oh, she's owning it. Okay. So there's nothing, you know, crazy unusual about them. They were just in Ocean City Memorial Day weekend out having a good time. And they were having a good time that night. So much so 
with BJ and Erica that they took the party back to the condo where BJ and Erica were staying. Okay, so from what we know about Erica, we can imagine that she's a little paranoid, right? Clearly. Okay. And I'm sure the fact that her and BJ were partaking in a little cocaine did not help her mental state that night because when she couldn't find her purse that she had misplaced, she decided that Jeannie took it. Ah. She actually went upstairs in the condo and called 911. No way. (laughs) Yeah. She told them (laughs) there are people in the house and they stole my purse and everyone downstairs headed upstairs and she just hung up the phone with the 911 operator. So and then unfortunately, police never came because the next thing that happened was she told BJ that he needed to do something about them taking her purse. And so he pulled out a gun and had Jeannie and Josh strip naked. And somehow Jeannie and Josh managed to run away into the bathroom and lock themselves in there. But BJ kicked down the door and then he shot Jeannie and Josh in the head. Oh my God, what a fucking freak. Totally. Erica then says she went in to make sure they were dead and she pulled out a knife and stabbed Jeannie. Now, okay, both are freaks. Totally. Now, like I said, This is what happened according to Erica. According to BJ, he was asleep in the car. And the only part he was involved in was what they subsequently did with the bodies, which is real bad. They dismembered them and put all the parts in different dumpsters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So cutting up bodies and leaving bullet holes is not the kind of mess you want to leave behind in a vacation rental. So BJ and Erica headed out to Home Depot to get some cleaning supplies, spackle, and a new door. The clerk from Home Depot testified at their trial, and she said that she remembered Erica and BJ and the conversation they had, which was that Erica was holding a triangular piece of wood And she said, can you believe this is all they left of my door? And the clerk said, that must have been some party. And Erica laughed and said, I guess you could call it that. (sighs) Oh, my God. Not looking good. Okay. No. Side note, she was clearly in a good mood, like the clerk says, at Home Depot, because she and BJ... Because she had BJ take a picture of her smiling out front. No, no, she did not. Yeah, she like had pictures taken all the time. And she was at that one hour photo like a hot minute later. Anyways, if you look closely at the picture, she's wearing a necklace. And on the necklace, it has one of Josh's rings on it. And it still has his blood on it. She took the ring off a dead man's finger and put it on her necklace. What? Okay. Is this their only crime? Because I have a feeling that maybe they did more than this crime. Well, I'm going to tell you. Erica and BJ were apparently pretty confident that they had cleaned up enough and covered their tracks because they went right back to hitting the nightclub scene. They met another couple and convinced them, too, to come back to their condo to party. Fortunately, this couple left alive. They said that Erica claimed her wallet was missing. And BJ said, I killed the last people that stole my wife's shit. And shit. (laughs) They were uh, freaked out and immediately left. PSA, don't go to parties at people's condos. After, right? I don't know. I feel like I have. Yeah, it was. I feel like it was dumb. <laughs> I mean, you don't think somebody's going to kill you. You think you're having a good time in a bar. Let's keep going. I think when the bar's close, it's time to go home. I mean, thank God these people were in good enough frame of mind to get out before they were harmed. They were freaked out, but not enough to call the police initially, even though they said BJ showed him a gun. 
and said that they were on a mission to rid the world of bad people who stole shit. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I think if you make it out of the condo after someone confesses murder to you and shows you the gun, maybe you go to the police. Yeah, you maybe should. But they at least just like tip a tip line, you know, tip. I don't know what these people are up to. They said something about killing a couple. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Probably a good idea. They didn't. So three more days go by and the holiday weekend is over. And naturally, Josh and Jeannie didn't show up for work, which raised red flags immediately because this was they're like upstanding citizens. This was completely out of character for them. And especially since neither one of them had been reachable by friends and family. You know, it wasn't just like one didn't show up, you know. Mm-hmm. The last person that Josh had talked to on the phone was his brother. And he just knew that he had made it to Ocean City and they were going to a bar that night to enjoy the Celtics game. Police looked at Josh's and Jeannie's bank records and saw the last transaction between the two of them was at a bar and they went there, but no one remembered them. Mm-hmm. They went to the hotel room where Josh and Jeannie had been staying or where they checked into, and they found a receipt in the trash dated from Friday with some groceries on it, and everything on the receipt was still in the mini fridge. So they knew this was the last time Josh had, Jeannie had been in their room. Jeannie's car was also still in the parking lot, and so they can tell this is some kind of foul play, and so they started circulating missing person flyers around Ocean City. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language, so I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is It starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences, and then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay. Our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks Astapro for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. They were really at a loss. All they knew was that they left to go out one night and never made it back. Jeannie's ex-husband was calling the police multiple times a day, and they thought that was a little extra. All of Yeah. And so they were kind of looking at him and checking out his alibi. But they learned his alibi was solid and Jeannie and him had split up amicably and 
she was just one of those women that is still friends with her exes. Go Jeannie. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really dumb luck that authorities were led to BJ and Erica. And I mean, dumb. Erica and BJ were so dumb that they decided to rob a Hooters. Okay, wait. They're going to rid the world of people that rob and And then they're going to rob? (laughs) They're going to rob a Hooters. Okay. Well, not even for the love of money, like stick them up, you know, get all the safe out of the cash. Erica wanted to get her hands on all those Hooter Owl tees and orange That's what I was thinking. Yeah. She wanted to sell them on eBay. Yeah. In the process of just walking out the front door with a stack of T-shirts, police stopped her and BJ because they had tripped the silent alarm. They went when it was closed. Yes. Oh. Yeah. I think it would be better. I think it would be better to just walk in, go behind the counter when they're open, and then walk out. Yeah. And look, she's making multiple trips. Right? In and out. Yeah getting all she can get. That's right. Okay. Now, obviously, police had no idea there was any connection with the Hooters burglars to the couple that had just gone missing. But some more dumb luck happened upon them when Erica was sitting on the curb being questioned and she started to freak out and hyperventilating. She asked the officer if he wouldn't mind just going into her purse and getting her a Paxil and a Xanax. To help alleviate her stress. Uh-huh. He obliged. Okay. And right next to her bottles of pills were Jeannie and Josh's driver's licenses. Oh, shit. And. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> no. <sighs> and the officer recognized their pictures as the people who had just been recently reported missing. So he decided to do a little bit more snooping around Erica's purse and he found some shell casings and a bullet. Okay. Okay, Erica. Erica. Smarty. Collecting mementos does not really go well with committing crimes. You're supposed to ditch the evidence, not leave it in your purse. I mean, she's not the brightest tool in the shed or brightest crayon in the box. What do they say? Right? Sharpest tool in the shed, brightest crayon in the box. That's right. Okay, yeah, not. I mean, it's kind of surprising, though, because BJ was like number one in his class for the Navy SEAL thing. You would think he would have schooled her a little bit about how to commit a crime. He must have had like brain injury or something. I don't know. Okay. Concussion on the job. I don't know. I don't know. I don't I have not heard. Well, he gets smarter. I'll tell you. Okay. Okay. At this point, police know something is up, right? They've seen the ideas. So they search the car and find ski masks and zip tie handcuffs Mm. and the parking pass to the condo complex where Erica and BJ are staying. They still don't know if Jeannie and Josh are alive or dead. So they dash over there and enter without a search warrant. Obviously, they didn't find them. Problem. Yeah. And can they do that? They can't do that. If they think someone is being held hostage and is alive. Yeah. They I mean, they can do that. Okay. I guess. I mean, it does. Well, they did. It does come up. Yeah, they did. Okay. And they didn't find them. They knew it was most likely worst case scenario because they spotted fresh spackle and a new door. They peeled it back and found a bullet hole and blood stains. There was additionally blood stains underneath the counter in the grout line of the tile. Mm. They also found a stack of pictures on the dining room table. Like I told you, Erica gets her pictures developed right quick because there were pictures of Erica and BJ with Jeannie and Josh. Oh, wow. Okay. It's not looking good. Okay. So they arrest Erica and BJ. They separate them, and BJ says nothing. This is where BJ gets smart, okay? Mm -hmm. He says nothing, asks for an attorney, a decision that 
will serve him well. Mm, Erica didn't do that. On the She spilled the tea, okay? She tells police all about how they met Jeannie and Josh on the bus and the whole bus fare thing and that she had nothing to do with BJ kicking down the door and shooting them. She also told them how they dismembered and disposed of them. So police started a massive search in the landfill and they were able to actually recover Jeannie's leg and Josh's torso nine days later. So awful. Awful. All of that is awful. Imagine hearing your loved one. Well, here's their leg. That's all you get. No, it's so awful. So awful. These people are such creeps. So they were tried separately. BJ was tried first. Erica's parents got her an attorney who attempted to negotiate a plea deal for her to testify against BJ. Erica's angle at this point to save her own ass was that she was the controlled, abused wife. The prosecutors wanted this to be an open and shut case, you know, like they do. And so they wanted her testimony. But since they couldn't find anyone of their friends to corroborate this idea that BJ was controlling and abusive, that BJ was controlling and abusive, they did something real unusual. They said, okay, we'll give Erica a plea deal for her testimony, but first she has to pass a polygraph saying that her allegations against BJ and the events according the events according to her the night of the murder are true. Isn't that? Did she do it? Well, no. Right before the polygraph, she confessed, okay, there was one little thing I left out when I told you my story. And that was the part about stabbing Jeannie to make sure that she was dead. Prosecutors said, well, that might very well have been what killed her. So deals off and we're charging you with murder. So BJ went to trial first and said, hey, man, I was just asleep in the car and I was just an accomplice to the dismembering. And the jury acquitted him of all charges Mm -hmm. surrounding Josh and just found him guilty of second degree murder and first degree assault of Jeannie. So there was an uproar because this case is so bananas. And at the time it was highly publicized and people were like, come on, a hundred pound Erica did not kick down the door and commit these murders all alone. Yeah. And why is he sleeping in the car when they have a room, a condo? I think he, like, he just, it doesn't make any sense. He just knew that he couldn't get out of saying he was involved in the dismembering because there was so much blood evidence and there's mm-hmm. no way this 100 pound little girl could have done it all by herself. Yeah. Okay. So he was sentenced to 38 years but he's eligible for parole in 2021. Holy cow, that's next Yeah, year. so 2021, we have something to look forward to. Just kidding. Or not. Hello, not we're doing this at case. All. Are you worried? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the only thing worse would be if he was eligible for parole in 2020. That would just be like the cherry on this 2020 Sunday, right? Hopefully he doesn't get it. I don't, yeah, hopefully he doesn't get it. He is serving his sentence in Maryland. They don't post recent mugshots on inmate searches, so I have nothing to report how he's looking these days. At the time of his arrest, he was, like, in pretty good shape. You know, he's kind of buff, so all I can hope for is that he's really let himself go. Is he, was he good looking? I would say he was mildly attractive. Okay. Okay. Now... For Erica, before her trial, she had something extra working against her that BJ hadn't had. That couple that managed to get away from her and BJ just days after they had committed the double murder came came forward and testified against her. So this did not make her abused wife victim defense go over well because it just made it look like it was all a game and that her and BJ were like maniacal psycho killers. Yeah. Yeah. They were. Yeah. 
So the jury gave her life plus 20 years, but she is actually eligible for parole in 2024. How is this possible? I don't know. I mean, I guess that's how they roll in Maryland. And when did this happen? 2002. Wow. They are, it feels like they didn't, they're not that, have to spend that much time in jail. I know. I can't get my words. Is this them? Yes, that is them. Tab's looking at their picture. She kind of looks like she, Juliette Lewis. She does. She does not look like a murderer, you guys. Like, <laughs> like I cannot believe like in this picture, she looks like such a goody two shoes. Yeah. Well, she was a really good student. What gets into people? I don't know. I mean, I don't really doubt that BJ was, you know, controlling. And I mean, she probably was abused. Um, but I still do think that Erica was very guilty. There was a book written about the case called Cruel Death. And the author doesn't actually interview Erica. But he talks to people that she does correspond with. And the general consensus about her is that she is kind of like a spoiled child still throwing a fit because she says she didn't kill them and she shouldn't be in prison for it. They say that she's never identified with the deaths that took place. Like she doesn't express any remorse, even if she only admitted to her small role. And she did not divorce BJ until 2010, which was seven years later. So, I mean, I don't know what's up with that. Yeah, I I mean, if she was so, I mean, it's just not sounding like she was so. And if she had these parents that were really, you know, into her and gave her a lot, I feel like she could gone to them and been like, look, my marriage after three weeks didn't really work out. And they would have been like, yeah, no problem. Oh, totally. She has continued to drain her parents' bank accounts with appeal after appeal. She argues that the police did not have a search warrant when they entered the vacation rental, right? Mm-hmm. And that even though she was asking for the pills in her purse, they shouldn't have looked in there. No, I think if you let them, then they can. Yeah. Listen, I'm glad that the police were willing to knock down the door as soon as they suspected victims were possibly being held hostage. Yeah. I mean, sorry. I mean, wouldn't you want them to to do that? Yeah, because what if like... What if they were still alive? They had no idea. Yeah. And as far as the purse thing, Erica, 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 that is your bad. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) you said she was a good student, but she clearly wasn't like so smart. Yeah. Well, okay. So her not street smart, not street smart. (laughs) I think it's because she was coddled too much. Her dad is interviewed in the book a lot, and he says him and his wife will never give up fighting for Erica. She's all they have. Reason to have more than one child. Okay. Oh, God. (laughs) I mean, it's probably highly unlikely that your kid is going to commit murder, so... Okay, well, these parents just blame BJ, which is, like, sadly predictable, right? Yes. It's their only child. At they can't blame point, her. At some point, though, when your kids commit, you know, murder, you have to say, kid, you fucked up. I say, hold your kids responsible for their actions, and hopefully they won't get tied up in robbing hooters and murders because they will feel some kind of way about being decent people. Yeah. That's what I'm going to try to do. That's the well, best I'm I can do. <laughs> You're going to do that while you're homeschooling your children because Gretchen quit. I quit school. Distance learning. She totally quit it after the first day, pulled her kids from school, and now she's going to homeschool her children herself. That's right. And hopefully they don't turn out like Erica and BJ. That's right. A little bit better. Crossing our fingers. Crossing (laughs) our fingers. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Oh, that was a crazy case, girl. Have not heard of that one. Yeah. 
it's it's Camp- I, I found this one um, interesting because so much dumb luck. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, or these killers are just totally. They could have just continued dumb. going on and doing this. Also, the one hang up I have about this case, too, is that Jeannie and Josh seem like such nice, normal people. What was intriguing about BJ and Erica? Why would they go back to their condo with them? I'm going to tell you why. Why? They're they're like good looking people. I know you're saying that they're not like totally hot, but not only are they like good looking people, they look very innocent. Erica is tiny, curly hair. Like she's nothing about her you would think is scary. If Josh had taken off his shirt and showed him swastika tattoo, that might be a different thing. But he looks pretty clean cut. They must have been real charming. I just think they wanted to party more. I don't think it's like anything more than that. I think it's like, hey, yeah, like, let's come back to our. Keep the party going. Keep the party going. We have a we have a rental condo here and we have some beers and, you know, whatever. And then. They're like, yeah, sure. I want to see this genie and Josh. How do you spell genie? Oh, with a G. Okay, genie and Josh. I don't think it's odd. I think it's just, we've been in Havasu and met some people and we're like, come over to our house. We're having a barbecue. Yes, but you were inviting them, not the other way around. (laughs) It's like the same thing. No? I don't know. I'm not, I I don't think I get in that tight with people. I don't really like people. Yeah, Gretchen really doesn't. She, <laughs> I mean, she doesn't even like her friends. I'll, I mean, <laughs> I will make friends with people, but you know who I usually make friends with are like old ladies. I love me some old ladies, especially like well, old listen. ladies at the casino. I mean, I, my husband is like, oh my God, I will talk to them all day. My blue hairs, that's what I call them. Would you invite them back to a barbecue? No. (laughs) She's not as fun as I am. I guess not. Yeah. Well, I think it's fine. I don't think most people murder people. So, you know, you got to just have your spidey senses out too. Like the other couple, as soon as something or somebody says something. Hey, did Stacy from Alabama, did we take her back to our hotel room when we accosted her? Um... No, I don't think we did. I don't we think did. we had a, a nice enough hotel room to do that. But if we did, we would have. We went to the bars with her. We took her in our Uber. We went like oh, yeah. she all went over the whole town. Us, we did. We could have kidnapped her. We totally could have kidnapped yeah. her. Stacy, you're lucky to be alive. You didn't even know us. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and we told you we had a true crime podcast and she just believed us. Yeah, she did. <laughs> And she's very diligent about watching her own ass. You know, oh, like one she of my totally favorite is. things that she did was so the guy was checking people into CrimeCon, checking everybody's badges. And she went up to him and said, you know what, sir, thank you so much for being so diligent about checking everyone's badges because Miss Nancy Grace is in there and there's oh a gosh. lot of dumb asses that want to hurt her. <laughs> She is so funny. Oh, my God. I almost peed my pants when she did that. (laughs) Stacey, you're so nice. Yeah, she is. And we're so glad that we met you. Oh, yeah. And you didn't think we were creepy killers. That's right. She knew where to find a good time. And it was with us. That's right. We were a good time. Other bitches did not. I don't know. Stupid. Maybe next year. Okay. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. You got some reviews? I do. Good times. Love the show. You girls are always entertaining from SoCal Barbie. Love the name, girl. Well, yeah, I love it, SoCal Barbie. Jen49841. Love, love, love. This one, that's what's up, 1723. She loves us, but she thinks our music transitions are too loud. So I'm going to check on that because you might be right. Okay. And thanks for the note. Happy Camper Not 6 is from Michigan, and she says, crime and camping. Crime and camping. She loves that just like you. Just like me. I love crime and camping. Yeah. She said that um, she started listening and 
They are headed to the campsite with their four kids. Okay. They got four kids. So more than you and I. Okay. So we're crazy. You're a little bit more crazy than us because you went for number four. (laughs) Yeah. Cheers to you, mama. Cheers to you. Clink, clink to that. I'm new. Huge true crime fan has only listened to two of our episodes when she wrote this, but I bet you she's listened to more now. B Nelson. And you know what? I don't even know if it's a girl or a boy. So if you are a girl or a boy, clank, clank, B Nelson, 0364. Patty Dam. Love you guys. Sauls through Jillian. Thanks so much. Favorite new podcast from Jan. I think that's it. That was a lot. Thanks guys. Yeah. We're getting up there. We almost have a thousand. So if you haven't reviewed us, please take some time. And if you want more, we are on Patreon at Housewives of True Crime. And if you follow us on Himalaya and you paid for content, please switch over to Patreon. Himalaya blows. Himalaya does blow. So sorry, Himalaya. You got to get it together. We can't come back until you do. Um, And guys, uh, tell your husbands to check out First Star or One Star Recruits. Or maybe the ladies. Don't put us in a box. Maybe they like your sports I'm not. I was going to say that. Okay. I know you're going to like it because you like this girl. So you're going to love listening to to, uh, Taylor talk about how she got, you know, she's the youngest also on the NFL Network. And I got to say, she is the cutest. She kind of looks like you, Gretchy. Even cuter than that, Erin. Whatever her last name is, she's pretty cute. Yeah, she's pretty cute too, but... Oh, yeah. She's cute. I mean, they both are really... You know, they know how to, like, hire the hot ones. Okay. I don't know what that's about. I know what that's about. Just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Anyways, clink, clink, guys. Clink, clink. This is Rip, co-host and resident value guy on the internationally acclaimed podcast, One Star Recruits. Along with my fellow One Stars, DK and Stango, we bring you a weekly pod from our Costa Mesa, California studios. Yo, DK here. We kick around all kinds of valuable life tidbits with an emphasis on sports, growth mindset, making smarter bets both in sports and in life, dad stuff, athletes and real estate, and tech needs to just keep getting better every day. Each week, we feature a guest interview with legendary leaders from all walks of life, like Jeff Van Gundy, Jake Plummer, and Eddie George. Check out One Star Recruits. That's with the number one, One Star Recruits, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify today.